Hello and welcome to the Mindful in Minutes podcast, a guided meditations podcast brought to you by Yoga for You. I'm Kelly, and today I'll be leading you through your meditation. So go ahead and get comfortable, settle in, and enjoy your meditation practice. And now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Would you consider yourself a good problem solver? I do consider myself a good problem solver, except for sometimes when it comes to uh, my own life's issues. (laughs) I find that sometimes it's just hard to be able to look at something that's happening in my personal life objectively and be able to come to just a clear conclusion and be able to solve a problem that I'm having. But that is probably one of my favorite things about therapy and specifically better health is using a therapist to look at a problem in my life objectively and to help me become a better problem solver, just making it easier to accomplish my goals or be able to solve any kind of an issue that I'm having internally or in my personal life. And it's just so great. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. And you can get matched with a the therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists any time. So when you want to become a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash minutes today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash minutes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this freeform episode. So I wanted to teach you a meditation technique that you can use for forgiveness if you're working on forgiveness. Um, This is a freeform episode. So if you're looking for a meditation, you will not find it here. Um, Someone left a very sassy and kind of funny um, one-star review the other day. And they were like, what the heck? I came here for guided meditations. And all I got was some lady talking about meditation techniques. (laughs) I don't know. It kind of cracked me up. Um, That's me, just some lady sitting in a closet talking about meditation techniques. You know, I can't help it. I am who I am. Um, But if you are listening to this and you think you are here for guided meditations, listen to the episode before this one. This episode, I will be some lady talking about meditation techniques, but the one before, I have a guided practice for you. So this is the companion episode to that forgiveness meditation. Um, So yeah, so go ahead and give that one a listen. Of course, friends, you know I'm going to talk about it. Iceland. The New Year's Eve Iceland retreat is coming up. Spots are filling up. There are like, I think maybe three spots left. When I last looked, um, there's been several bookings since I mentioned it a couple days ago on this podcast. So if you want one of those spots, go get it. I would love to have you there. Um, It is open to anyone that wants to come, men and women. That's a common question I get. Um, We do have like a couple's room. So if you want to come with a friend or with a partner or anyone like that, um, I always like to have rooms for you guys where you can like stay together. So it's going to be awesome. If you're like, oh, should I go? Go. It's going to be great. You'll love it. It'll be really special. And we're going to like the most magical place on the earth to ring in the new year. So I'll put all the information in the show notes, or you can always pop over to my website, yogafuelonline.com. Of course, of course. Um, I'm just really excited about it. So I'll probably be mentioning it even after it's filled up. I'll still probably just be talking about how great it is. I don't know. Iceland has just been on the mind. And I've been trying to find ways to get there even before um, New Year's Eve. I haven't quite found a way yet, but I'm working on it. I've come up with many ideas as to why I should go, um, but I haven't quite been fruitful in like 
making that happen. But so if anyone needs any like rationalizing of why they should go to Iceland, I can give you plenty of that. I've been doing a lot of it in my own head. Okay, forgiveness. Let's talk about it. You know, forgiveness is something that I find to be really interesting because it means something different for everyone. So I'm about to share like what forgiveness means to me personally, but something that I have just come to terms with is that forgiveness means something different for everyone. So it's just, yeah, it means something different. It feels differently for everyone. This is something um, at the retreat that I did this summer in Ireland. We did like a heal through forgiveness workshop, which was much more in depth than what we're going to explore here. I'm just going to share one technique with you today. But it was so interesting because for almost like the first 45 minutes, we just had this like great discussion about what forgiveness is and like what is its purpose? What does it do for you? How does it feel and everyone had a different answer for like what forgiveness is so if you need to pause me for a second to think about this you can but I don't know maybe just reflect on like what forgiveness means to you what it does for you like what is forgiveness in your heart and in your eyes so I'm going to share my perspective but I know that from working with many people that it's a little bit different for everyone I had a big shift in my perspective on forgiveness um, when I, and I'm pretty sure I shared this story in my uh, meditation stories episode where I kind of shared some of the wackiest things that happened to me during meditation. It was uh, one of the times when I was in Bali the first time and I was meditating. I was in Shavasana and then I kind of just, I don't even know how to describe it, but it was like this clarity came to me about some of the hardships in my life and how they had benefited me. And I had this big shift as to, you know, looking at kind of these really, really hard and, you know, challenging experiences and painful experiences that I had in my life and how they ended up serving me and like what the good was for that. And I recently went on a very mini uh, retreat, like a 36-hour retreat just for myself. And maybe I'll do an episode on this too. I haven't decided. I'm still kind of sitting and letting the dust settle. But if you guys follow me on Instagram, you saw that I had been experiencing just a lot of burnout, really intense burnout, specifically parental burnout, which is a real thing. I don't think we talk about it enough. Um, we often talk about I just think society tells us that as a parent, like every second of every day that we are with our children should be this like wonderful, beautiful, um, cup-filling experience. And it absolutely can be that. But also being a parent is a lot of work and it's hard. And especially if you are a primary caregiver like I am, um, you just, you know, you're giving so much all the time and too much of anything can lead to burnout. We think of it usually just in that work context, but you can get burnout anywhere. So I was experiencing a lot of parental burnout, feeling very overstimulated, uh, touched out. You know, it's a whole thing. And like I said, I'm still kind of sitting with this experience. But I went to a place um, called Wild Rice Retreats. It was in Bayfield, Wisconsin. I really loved it. I'd actually love to do like a retreat or a training there, you know, if they'll let me come. And I just had like one of those little pods in the woods and I was like just quiet and alone and did a whole lot of whatever I wanted and a whole lot of nothing for like a day and a half. 
And it felt so good and rejuvenating to me. But I was taking a yoga class there and the teacher, I believe her name was Cami, um, she shared this quote from Buddha that I had, I this is probably a really common one. I hadn't heard it, or at least it wasn't in my memory. And it was this quote of, you know, there's a blessing in everything, but the challenge is to find that blessing. So she was talking about how, you know, it's all about perspective. And when you look at, you know, even the hardships and the struggles and the challenges in life, like the hard part, there is a blessing in there somewhere, but you have to look really, really closely sometimes to look at that and to find that blessing. And that just to me, that's what it kind of felt like in that moment when I was in Bali and I had this clarity of, you know, what these really challenging parts of my life, like basically what the blessing was for that. And it was really eye-opening. And in that clarity, I also saw myself uh, forgiving someone. And what it looked like was I had this heavy weight and I took this heavy weight and I handed it back to them. So for me, what forgiveness looks like, and it feels like, I believe that forgiveness doesn't really have a lot to do with the person that I am forgiving. So a little more context, like, you know, this person was someone that had caused me a lot of harm in my life and something that, you know, I really had to heal from. And I just kind of had this, you know, image or kind of visualize like having this big, heavy rock. And it, in my head, I heard like, this is like the weight of their bad actions, like their harm onto me, like basically the the weight of like their bad, hurtful, harmful behavior. And I wasn't going to carry it around for them anymore. Like they can have it back. They can carry the weight of their bad actions. I'm not going to anymore. And that really stuck out to me as forgiveness. I mean, that person, it's not like they know, you know, they're walking around and they're like, oh, thank goodness. Like, it's not like they knew the minute that in my mind, meditating in a yoga shala in Bali, that I handed them back their weight of their bad actions for them to deal with in their life and at the end of their time. They don't know that. It probably would mean nothing to them. It would, it really would have no significance to them, but it had huge significance to me. So for me, I feel like forgiveness doesn't have a lot to do with the person that I am forgiving. Of course, the exception is if someone comes to you and they're specifically asking for your forgiveness. But even in that context, I think forgiveness has a lot to do with the self. Like it doesn't have much to do with them. It has everything to do with you. And, you know, it's hard to admit it sometimes, but often what I'm holding on to of you know, someone else's actions or a situation or even, you know, when I'm working on self-forgiveness, like for the self, holding on to those things impacts me. I can't speak for anyone else, but, you know, I sometimes, I I hold on to those things and it impacts me. And it feels like this heavy weight that I'm carrying around. And I get to choose at times when I feel ready, and we're going to talk about this, you do not need to embark on forgiveness if you don't feel ready. I think that, you know, there are reasons that sometimes we hold on to those things, whether it's we're still learning from them or we're working on our own healing or we just aren't quite ready yet to release it. I think that that's okay. I don't know if there's a term for this. You know, the term like toxic positivity comes to mind. 
this isn't quite that. But I think that in a healing journey, we shouldn't set the expectations for ourselves that it's like one day you wake up and you're like, today I'm going to heal. And I know for some people, they can have really profound experiences. I have had a few really profound experiences, but I've mostly had just long, drawn out, slowly, one foot in front of the other, healing experiences. And it's just kind of very slowly, just like if you break your leg, it's going to take time for that to heal. I look at kind of emotional healing and mental healing to be a process as well. So I think that it's important that you also honor and recognize if you don't quite feel ready to fully go there yet, that that is okay. Like don't push yourself too far or farther than you need to go necessarily. So, you know... I really look at forgiveness as being this thing that like I'm choosing to do for me. I'm choosing to forgive and you can choose if you want to forget or if you want to forgive and release. I'm doing that for me and my well-being and my healing. And like I said, that person probably doesn't even realize that maybe I'm forgiving them or I'm healing from something that they've done. Like, I feel like half the time people don't even realize that something that they said or that they did really was a hurtful thing. Sometimes people can be, I think of it like these, you know, those smoke detectors that need a new battery where it's kind of this constant like beep, 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 beep. Like the one beep isn't that egregious, but then when you're listening to it or you're experiencing it like over and over and over, it's like beep, 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 beep. It really starts to get under your skin and can kind of, you know, grind away at you. I think about those types of people often when it comes to forgiveness because they probably don't even have the awareness that what they're doing is, you know, causing you harm or impacting you in any way. So forgiveness to me is for the self. And like I said, forgiveness is different for everyone. We had this really interesting discussion at the retreat in this workshop about is forgiveness for the self or is it for the other person. And it seems like we kind of generally came to the conclusion that it sort of depends on the situation. But by and large, forgiveness often feels better and more rewarding for the self than the other person because I think you absolutely can forgive someone without their knowing or even their wanting. Like sometimes people will just kind of do unfortunate things to you and they don't really care. They don't really care for your forgiveness. It's like, Sometimes you just get wrapped up in someone's, you know, your collateral damage and their own hurt or their own pain or whatever it is that's that's happening. But that being said, it doesn't mean that this is easy. For me, when I had this perspective shift of forgiveness is for the self, it's me giving the weight of their bad actions back to them. That was really profound to me and that was for, you know, a big kind of clarity moment. But forgiveness is not always easy. In fact, it often is not easy. It can be really hard for things big and small. I find myself often being like, wow, like this is the thing that I'm holding on to. It's not always like this huge egregious thing, but sometimes you just like you really hold on to something and it's just something that, you know, maybe in hindsight or if someone else was on the outside looking in, it wouldn't seem like that big of a deal. But forgiveness can be hard. And I think it's important to hold space for that too, that it's not like, oh, okay, they're forgiven. Sometimes it happens like that, but not always. So forgiveness can absolutely be hard. But what I think forgiveness is most like to me is like 
a muscle. So we have to not only become aware of this muscle, but we also have to train it to become stronger, to be able to do things that maybe we've only dreamed of or things that we're working up towards, right? We're not going to wake up one day and say, okay, I'm going to go run a marathon today when we've, you know, never even run a block before. That's unlikely to happen. Not impossible, but it's unlikely. And I think that forgiveness is like that too. You're not going to wake up and be like, okay, today I'm going to completely forgive from like my deepest, darkest, most painful trauma on this earth and I'll be totally healed and moved on from it. Again, maybe not fully impossible, but unlikely. And I think that you have to build up this forgiveness muscle. And one of the best ways to do that is through small little bits of forgiveness daily. So whether that is doing something like a forgiveness meditation, like I led you through on the episode before this, or maybe it is you know consciously challenging yourself to forgive someone, even a small annoyance every single day. I like to think about strengthening my forgiveness muscle as releasing that weight of someone else's bad actions, like brick by brick. So if their heavy weight that I'm dragging around for them of something that they did to me, I may have to remove that weight brick by brick instead of taking the whole big bag of bricks and be like, here you go, you can have this back. I'm not carrying it around for you anymore. Sometimes I have to periodically, like brick by brick, remove a little bit of that weight and allow it to become lighter over time. And that for me is kind of like training and flexing this forgiveness muscle. And it just gets stronger over time. And this is something, this forgiveness muscle You can train it to do different things. You can train it to forgive others. You can work on forgiving the self, which I personally think self-forgiveness at times can be harder than forgiving someone else. I think we give people more grace than we do ourselves at times. And we say, oh, well, they had a lot on their plate or, you know, they were hurting inside. So they did this thing or they didn't know what they were doing was harmful But we hold ourselves to a different standard and we're so hard on ourselves at times that we don't kind of rationalize or come up with reasons for why we may have done something that we need to forgive ourselves for. We often struggle to forgive even those little small mistakes, like the things that happen because we're human and humans are imperfect and they make mistakes and that's absolutely going to happen to you. And I think that having these small moments of self-forgiveness throughout the day, that can really help to strengthen this forgiveness muscle too. So just something to think about. That is just my personal reflections on forgiveness and what it means for me, the conclusion I've come to through my own just personal self-discovery. Again, take some time to think about like, what does forgiveness mean to you? What does it feel like for you? Is it for you? Is it for someone else? I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. Forgiveness is deeply complex. It is it is not cut and dry and it's different for everyone. So maybe you even sit with that in your meditation practice to think about like, what is forgiveness to me? And like, how, how do I pursue forgiveness? Do I want to pursue forgiveness? Like, what is that like for me? Okay, listen up, mindfuls, because I'm going to tell you about what might be one of the easiest and best gifts to give anyone. So you know how you have those people that are just like really, really hard to shop for? 
that is my dad and my family. It is like all he ever wants is gift cards. And it's like, dad, how many, you know, gift cards to your coffee shop can I give you every year? And I wanted to get him something this year for Grandparents Day, which is a legit holiday. It actually falls on the Sunday after Labor Day. So it's right around the corner. I wanted to give him something unique and special that he would love. And I gave him an aura frame. So an aura frame is this frame that holds an unlimited number of photos and videos all in high res display that gives custom prints a run for their money. And you can preload frames with favorite moments and even record a special greeting message. Plus it's simple to set up and it's quick and easy even for the most tech adverse. Now I know what you might be thinking. You're like, Kelly, you probably filled this frame full of pictures of pork chop of his grandson. No, I did not. I filled this frame full of pictures of his dog. Dogs because let's be real, if you know a dog dad out there, he would prefer a frame full of pictures of their dog probably over their grandchildren. So you better believe that I filled that frame up with pictures of good old Bodie and Stella and just the whole crew. And you can fill up an aura frame full of pictures for anyone. It truly is one of the easiest and best gifts that you can give someone. And from now on until September 12th, save on your perfect gift for any occasion by visiting AuraFrames.com slash M-I-M. That's A-U-R-A-F-R-A-M-E-S dot com slash M-I-M. Aura is having a sale and they're offering an exclusive $20 off your purchase of their best-selling matted frame with code M-I-M. Terms and conditions do apply. Go get a frame for that dog dad in your life. They'll love it. So the technique that I wanted to teach you is actually a variation on TWIM. So all the way back, I cannot remember off the top of my head what that episode was. I think it was called Loving Kindness Meditation TWIM and the Monks, I think, where I kind of share that story. Um, I know I've talked about TWIM on this podcast before. That's Tranquil Wisdom Insight Meditation. That's one of the first meditation styles that I learned years ago when I went and I stayed with Bonte Vomoranzi. And this is his style of meditation. And I think it's really cool. I've actually heard from a handful of you about how you know, you've heard me talk about my experience with him and this style of meditation. And you know, some of you have been reading his books or even done like retreats or virtual retreats. And it's just really cool to talk to all of you about kind of that shared experience, which is awesome. He has a lot of content out there if you're curious. Um, you can go check it out. I will link in the show notes, of course. But TWIM, so usually what we're doing is we're working with the feeling of loving kindness. So just a very quick refresher about TWIM. So it stands for Tranquil Wisdom Insight Meditation. It is a way of infusing life with meta or loving kindness. And in this style of meditation, you are practicing radiating loving kindness to yourself, to all beings. There's a certain process where, you know, you start by radiating to like a spiritual friend and then you radiate to a neutral person and a challenging person person and the self and there's a certain process that you can do and you're really supposed to be like loving and light and playful and curious with this style of meditation it's meant to be you know gentle and loving and not too heavy but from my experience you can get to a very deep place through this approach and through kind of a lighthearted practice like loving kindness meditation. I think it's because love is often the through line through all that we do. I think love is like, you know, the the language of the soul in a way. And so you can get very deep into that practice. Now, there is a version of this where instead of radiating loving kindness, you can radiate forgiveness. And this is a particular practice I like 
to use as sort of my forgiveness um, muscle strengthening, my forgiveness self-care. I like to sit and practice this style of meditation to just strengthen my forgiveness or if there is someone or something that I'm specifically working on forgiving. So you might be thinking, okay, cool, how do I do this? So the way that you would do this particular meditation practice is you're going to start by coming to a quiet place. Um, Bonte loves to smile, so often putting like a smile on your face, it actually helps to relax the meninges, which is like, it's like this casing kind of like saran wrap or cellophane around the brain. Uh, it can get tight, but it loosens a little bit with a smile and like happiness. So you know, he says that if you smile, it helps to relax the brain instantly, which I think is kind of cool. And you can kind of feel it too, right? Like even if whatever you're doing, if you're just kind of like, oh, just like relax for a minute and like smile, it mentally like does feel good. It's like you can almost feel like that softening and that relaxing of the brain for a moment. But you start by activating the feeling that you want to work with. So traditionally in TWIM, that would be loving kindness. But for this style, it would be forgiveness. So you're going to sit and you're going to think about what does forgiveness feel like? What does it look like? Think about a time that you were able to forgive and when someone forgave you. So it's like you're trying to flip the light switch on on forgiveness. So you're going to activate it, get it moving, kind of warming up that forgiveness muscle and allow yourself to sit and be with that feeling of forgiveness and let it kind of move through you and wash through you and activate it. You're then going to start by sending forgiveness to someone and you can do this in slightly different ways. I would say the most common way is to visualize that person standing in front of you and you're going to send almost like, you know, like the Care Bears. If any of my 90s babies are out there like me, they had like those little pictures on like their stomachs and then they would like shoot the color, like the color beams out of their stomach like a rainbow. Um, I'm talking like the old school Care Bears here. I think of it like that, but in the heart. So it's like you're this, you know, forgiveness Care Bear and you're sending that light from your heart to their heart. So see someone standing in front of you where it it would be easy to forgive them, right? So for me, that might be like Mila or it might be um, Porkchop or it might be, you know, my dearest friend, right? Someone where it's like if they do something, I'm like, oh, no problem. I've got you. You're forgiven. It's so not an issue. You start and you radiate forgiveness to them. So let it flow. Just let it pour out of you. Do that for a while until you feel like, okay, I have sent them the forgiveness that they need. Then pick someone that you're neutral towards. So that could be really anyone. It could be like, you know, the post person that brings you your mail every day. It could be your favorite barista. It could be, you know, the neighbor that you see walking around. Like you may not even necessarily know their name. Like someone that you're like, you know, they're not your closest friend, but you don't dislike them. You just, they're just kind of in your orbit. And send that forgiveness to them with the same level of strength and intensity and authenticity as you did, you know, your dear friend or the person that you chose that it was easy to radiate to. And you're going to try to forgive them. Just send them that forgiveness. Let it flow. Be free flowing. You'll do this until you feel like, okay, yeah, I've sent them the forgiveness they need. Then you're going to pick the tricky person and you get to choose who this is. Usually with loving kindness, when you get to this point, I encourage people not to start with like the biggest baddest person, like most challenging person in their life, you get to choose who you want to forgive. 
So at this point, if I'm working on forgiving someone very specific for like a specific thing, I'll just go right to that person. Like if my intention is to work on forgiving that person, maybe remove some of those bricks, um, I'll just go there to them. Otherwise, you can start small and you can do a few challenging people, maybe one where it's like they're just kind of annoying. They don't need like huge forgiveness, but they challenge you definitely and you could build your way up. Or if there's someone specific you're working on, visualize that person, and this is a challenge, but you're going to radiate that feeling of forgiveness from your heart to their heart with the same level of intensity and free-flowing and authenticity as your dear friend and your neutral person. It won't always work right away. You will, in my experience, you won't always feel like, okay, I did it. Like I sent them the same forgiveness I would send like my dearest, best, you know, the soulmate in this earth. But over time, it will get easier and it will get easier. You'll remove those bricks every single time and you will kind of build up to it. So do that. And then you end the meditation by sending forgiveness to the self. I can't tell you whether the challenging person or the self will be harder to radiate that forgiveness to. That's going to be up to you and the path that you're on, the work that you're doing. To me, it kind of depends like day to day. And it surprises me sometimes where I'll be able to send that forgiveness to someone that's really challenged me. And I'm like, oh, well, that was easier than I thought today. And then I try to send it to myself and I'm like, wow, I'm really holding on to some stuff here. And remember, we use meditation as a tool to try to look at these things objectively when we can and to be the observer. So be inquisitive, be curious. If you find that it's easier to forgive someone that's wronged you than yourself, you don't need to beat yourself up over it. You don't need to add that to like the list of things that you're bad at or that you're struggling with. Be curious and be like, wow, that's so interesting. Like, what is it about the self that I'm finding is such a hard thing to forgive? Keep it light, be inquisitive, maybe put another smile on your face and look at it almost as like this little experiment that you're looking at like the data and just being like, wow, that's really interesting. Try to keep it lighthearted. And then finally, you can just sit in a bubble of forgiveness for a little bit as you breathe if that feels good to you. I find that to be very grounding at the end of this practice to sit And just be in like this bubble of forgiveness, let it radiate out and pour into me and also sending it down like into the earth for some collective just forgiveness energy for anyone that may need it. I find that that's just a really grounding way to end this particular practice. So that is just my favorite forgiveness meditation style. It's just a variation on TWIM and I like to work with this, like I said, either just sometimes when I find I'm generally kind of holding on to stuff and I'm like, wow, I really kind of need like a forgiveness tune-up or I'm doing some forgiveness maintenance. Or if there's someone specifically that I really want to work on forgiving, I will use this practice because there's something for me at least that where I sit with the feeling first and I kind of get it moving and flowing. Again, it's kind of like warming up before you're going to like lift a heavy weight for your muscle. You're not just going to like walk into the gym, go directly to the heaviest weight and try to like lift and do one rep and then be like, okay, I'm done. I'm out of here. You have to like ease into it and warm it up. And I find that this is a great way to really do that with forgiveness in your meditation practice. But of course, use your best judgment. 
follow your intuition. You can, you know, play around with it a little bit. Use your resources. You can try the forgiveness meditation that I released what would have been like yesterday or a couple days ago when I released this. But do what feels right to you. Again, forgiveness is so deeply personal. So trust your gut, follow your intuition, don't overthink it, and maybe play around with how you work with forgiveness within your meditation. But if you're really wanting to work with forgiveness, I highly recommend this style. It's my personal favorite, and I find it to be wildly beneficial. So that is it. That is how you use um, meditation to work on forgiveness. I hope this gave you something to think about, maybe something new to try out. Um, And let's see here. So the thing that is bringing me joy, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this. You know, I I feel like I'm kind of... Okay, well, the thing that's bringing me joy, I am a Swifty, so I'm very excited about Midnight's and Taylor Swift's new album um, announcement. You know take it or leave it. I just, I think I'm pretty sure I just talked about this on the podcast, but I just, I really appreciate as like a writer, as someone who works with like imagery and visualization, like I really enjoy her storytelling and the way that she like writes and the lyrics. And I don't know, you know, I just like it. I'm not going to, I don't have to justify myself. I'm not going to apologize for it. I don't need your forgiveness for it. Uh, But I am very excited about that. It's just this little thing that's bringing me joy where I'm like, oh, can't wait to listen to it. And then answering the question of the day. So I did have a question come in from the lovely Nicole, and she was curious um, if I'm going to be doing domestic retreats. And I do hope to do one domestic retreat this year. I think as I'm looking at the retreat calendar, of course, Iceland is coming up. That's the only one that's available right now. I'm still working out the logistics of the others. Um, I do want to do one other international one in 2023 and then one domestic one in 2023, but they won't be until like later. So not anything probably coming up and it would be like a good amount of time after Iceland. But yes, I do. I know this is something that a lot of you have been asking about and I do intend to do um, a domestic retreat this year. So I'm just kind of figuring out what exactly I want that to look like. So Yeah, so that's what I'm looking forward to, something that just a little thing is bringing me joy and answering one of your questions. So I hope that you're having the best day if you're still around listening. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for letting me share what I love with you. And I appreciate you, and I hope that you're having an awesome day.